is Carol Ladue, young, beautiful, desirable. Men found her irresistible, but something is happening to her, something that she doesn't quite understand. And soon she will be swept up in a frantic fury of repulsion. Repulsion, a frightening film that takes the everyday world and distorts it. Terrifying look at the dark side of innocence, losing control. Repulsion, a shocking plunge into the nightmare world of a young woman's sensual fantasies. Hello, welcome to Movie Umpers. My name is Bob Sheehan. Hi, I'm Angela. And uh, the sounds here may be dogs, very likely, but this month, most of what we're talking about is our theme of women in crisis. Women in crisis. Which means we're going to be watching women lose their fucking mind literally all month long. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're even halfway through it this time, and we've already seen four women lose their freaking mind. That's a dog. Yep. This one is no different. Um, this one is called Repulsion. It's from 1965, a movie from England. 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 And it is directed by a man who knows a little something about being repulsive. We're talking about a Mr. Uh, Roman Polanski. But whereas we are very dismissive of when we randomly generated his Oliver Twist movie yeah, review. Yeah, and rightfully so. We felt like it was pretty mid, especially for a guy who knows what he's doing. Very mid. It's kind of undeniable how good this, this movie, movie is. This movie really great. I mean, that's the trouble, right? You know what? I'm thinking, like, what if I can trick Roman Polanski? Because he fled the U.S. in yeah. 1977 to run from these charges of him Fucking a 13-year-old in a hot tub. Right. While Angelica Houston was watching the gong show or some shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sanford and Son or whatever at mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson's house in his hot tub. But what if I said, uh, look, Roman, come on back to the United States. I have 20 blonde teenagers here. And I put them like in a box. You know, with the box and the stick and the rope tied to the stick. And he goes under there to get all the blonde teenagers. 
And then I pull that rope. And then I, I guess I turn him over to the police. I, I, I don't know. I thought maybe I could do a fun, maybe I could force him to remove, review a few episodes. They can't with me. be real blonde teenagers. I mean, because then you're putting them in a box with Roman Polanski, and that's not fair to the ladies. Well, I saw that Chris Hansen uh, did have like a, a like a children using to bait the dumbest pedophiles on that show. Well, they were using over eighteen women make that looked young. I thought they also had like fourteen year olds being like, "I'm just gonna go in the laundry room, go sit in the kitchen." So. I could be wrong, but when we watched it, it was very much an older person who was what if, trying to. Look what if like Roman a child. Polanski showed up on an episode there, Listen. and it was like he's in the U.S. So did he get like tried and charged? Uh, he ran. He fled the country before he got charged. Okay, well, would that not? Listen, I'm not saying he should get off the hook or anything. But I'm just saying, it did happen a long would there not be, ago. yeah, is it not like past the statute of limitations or is it now, is know, it just a point of like, I don't live there because. I think uh, with the certain like sex related crimes like that, a lot of states tend to remove that limitation or if they. Depends on where it is. That and, makes sense. And yeah, I, I can agree with that. Though I, mean, I, I should say that the person <laughs> that that happened to is a little, is a bit more, but she's very mature about it, more forgiving about it. She's not as, she doesn't seem to be vindictive right? regarding is, the scenario. Which is why I do not, I do not think it's okay on any level whatsoever. But that situation is different in my mind than like a Woody Allen, who is a pedophile. You know, when you go back into the 70s, and we were talking about this in the car, mm-hmm. driving from a wrestling show, about like, who's the most evil musicians? And then we were talking about just... In the 70s, literally all your favorite musicians, actors, directors, they were all did some stuff that is full on cancelable creepy nowadays. Absolutely. As it should be. Absolutely, it should be. But we can't not, you know, <clears throat> talk about the history of movies without talk. We, like I've said this before, we don't pedestal a lot of these people. No. Except for Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Like, we'll pedestal a few, select few. Harry Dean Stanton, Shelley Duvall. Uh, Steven Root. There's a select few, but they they can easily get on the shit list. Like no problem. Yeah. All right. Depends on what they yeah how they handle themselves. But or we, what we find out. We we understand this is a dirtbag industry. Yeah. But we still love movies, right? It's a dirtbag world, especially in this culture society. I can go off on that into sure. a rant that I would later edit out of the episode, which I've done many times. Absolutely, but you know as we've said. It is difficult to separate the art from the artist, but I still hold firm. And as long as we're not giving them money, mm. I'm okay with watching. I just don't want them to profit in any way off of us. We can definitely looking fig- at their stuff. We can definitely figure out ways around that. <clears throat> like yeah. Repulsion, this movie, I'll put links to it. You can find it online Absolutely. very easily. Yeah. And I recommend watching it. Yeah. But I think the thing is that the curse, at least now, even looking back, and we're going to talk about a movie that we do think is very good. Yes. But the curse is that they will never be separate from their accusations. No. The, the, nor should they be. No. So that's what you, at the very least, when we discuss you, mm-hmm. we will not separate our... Oh, you know, I missed one accusation from a director. And it's a... I mean, it's not as bad as most. Listen. But... But uh, uh but I but apparently Rose McGa- Alexander Payne, who directed the holdover, is an election. Yeah. 
who a movie we movies two movies we enjoy very much. Yeah. Uh, but a Rose McGowan claimed that she he dated her when she was like just under eighteen, and uh, but he was like, no, she was eighteen. So and honestly, who am I going to believe in that scenario? Probably Rose McGowan. Absolutely, right? Rose McGowan. And honestly, I also just like Rose McGowan. I love Rose McGowan, and she's had a lot of shit. Oh, I mean, happened to her. I mean, the whole Harvey Weinstein she, thing. She's a big she part. She helped blow that shit up, pulling the lid off a lot of. I this. have a lot of respect for her for for standing up and saying things that people didn't want to hear. Looking back in her history, she definitely appeared to be someone who would be a target for creeps. You know, she's a very that, pretty yeah. young girl who was a little different and was and was very young, doing very sexual. And I'm sure roles. she has her own regrets for her own decisions, but. No one deserves to be taken advantage of. Never. But we're talking about, uh, yes, Repulsion. The 1965 Roman Polanski's first English-speaking movie, an English film starring Catherine Deneuve, uh, Yvonne, Yvonne Furneaux, Ian Hendry, John Frazier, and Patrick Wymark. There's a picture, I'll post it up here right now, of um, Roman Polanski sitting between Catherine Deneuve. I sent you this in text. And another actress, Francois, I forget her other name but that man is so tiny he's like yeah, a little, little boy bitty. maybe you understand why he might chase a teenager because they're a little because <laughs> he looks like a little lord fauntleroy and his little <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm just kidding anyway stop looking at me like that <laughs> he looks like a little lord fauntleroy yeah. that's slapped up in his suits and shit anyway he just looks very funny in that picture but yeah cat Catherine Deneu, big time French actor. Yeah. And yeah, she's great in this. Y- Yvonne Furneaux, who plays her sister and roommate, total dime, right? Oh, yeah. Kind of the, way hotter than Catherine. She, yeah. she plays like the kind of the, she's a little shitty, fucking a married man, but Catherine is not drawn. She's this beautiful woman. This is Roman Polanski's worst, worst nightmare. A blonde woman in the sixties. That's real hot. That will never sleep with him. That is Roman Polanski's biggest fear, right? Right. So, so I think we should describe the people first, and then talk about what happens, right? So, you started to talk about her sister, but her sister is fucking a married man, straight up dumb. She has a, a job. She smokes. She cooks. She basically like, takes care of her sister. They work in a salon. She doesn't, but yeah. her sister does. Um. So, our main character works at a salon. She has a friend who looks very much like her sister, but it's not her sister who kind of takes care of her at work. She is not someone who seems to be able to take care of herself. Mm. And we're immediately introduced to the idea that her sister is about to go on this 12 to 14 day trip to Paris with her married boyfriend. And what is our lead actress's name? In the movie. Catherine Deneu. No, in the movie. Carol. Thank you. Carol is, like, begging her sister not to go. We also have at the salon the woman who's, like, the boss seemingly also wants to take care of Carol. Men want to take care of Carol. Men are we drawn to Carol. We've people like this in our lives who, male, female, whoever, there are just certain people that, and she's not taking advantage of it in any way, but everyone around her wants to take care of her. Including men. And so even her sister's boyfriend. Early on we see a man, his name is Colin, is played by John Fraser. 
he's relentlessly pursuing her when she's he's just obsessed with her. When he's trying to sit in a cafe and eat, and it definitely appears as obsession, but I think it could have been perceived as a little bit more normal in the time of this movie for this young man to be so insistent on pursuing a pretty young woman. Mm -hmm. But we do look at it here as like, this guy is way too much. Come on, I'll take you to Wheelers. Okay? I have to get back. Oh, we can have a, we can have a quick meal. Come on. I can't. I'll be late. Well, just, just one thing. No? I can't. She does not want to be around him, and he's just insistent. It's unclear. There are things that make me, that I can see this both directions. It's unclear whether they're meeting for the first time at the beginning of this movie, or if they've known each other already. Yeah. He doesn't say her name right away, but he definitely like leaves a bar or he like he like walks past a restaurant and follows her into a restaurant and basically is like, let me take you to lunch instead of eating here. Yeah. And he's very familiar to her, but you just don't know if that's how he's being, like you said, to mm. be kind of like a little pushy. Don't you feel like that incels would watch this movie and be like typical? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. She's not good enough for that man. But it's look, he's quick. got a he's got a suit on. Isn't He's this got what friends. isn't this what women want to he be taken to out the nice out. restaurants? I know it's ridiculous, but and even his friends make fun of like how like kind of lovesick he is over her. Yeah, yeah. In the movie, so like there's a part where it's typical, but then he's like, yeah, they're they're the pickup artist posse. Like you're 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 giving too much. You got to act like you don't like. But her. it's because she is playing so hard to get when other women her age are boy crazy. I mean, she ain't playing. She is hard to get. Well, no, she's not playing hard to get. Like she, she perceiving, they're perceiving yeah, yeah. her as playing hard to get, and it's driving him crazy. When in actuality. She doesn't even, like, know he exists on a point. But, yes, Colin, he can't get it. But no one can. Mm -mm. She doesn't like men. I wanted her to be, like, a little more nauseated most of the time. I don't know why, because that would have been so funny to me. He, like, kisses her. And she goes, she immediately is, like, she pulls away from him, runs inside, and trying to, like, wipe her tongue off. She, like, brushes <laughs> her teeth and throws her toothbrush away. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's so grossed out awesome. by the fact that he kissed her. There's also moments, especially leading up to and then after when the sister leaves to go on that trip with her cheating beau, yeah. um, that she keeps having this, like, hallucination of a man raping her. Mm -hmm. And... There are moments that are actually really super clever where the house appears to be cracking. This is after her sister has left. She does make a comment when her sister is still home where she looks up at a tiny crack and says, I should repair that crack. Mm. But that's as far as it goes. But then, like you said, like after her sister leaves, it's like this crack is growing. There's mm. so much symbolism in this movie Mm. That we could probably talk about this for hours, but we won't. But we yeah. could. But it doesn't feel like too much. And I she, I, I didn't think, I don't think that she actually envisioned, had the hallucination of the man raping her until she was home alone. But she kept saying to her sister, like, please don't leave me. Please don't leave me. You know? Mm. Like, she knew. It's like she knew it's something gonna bad was going to happen. fall apart. So there's a couple things that happen before her sister leaves that come back around towards the end. So the night before they leave, she's supposed to make a rabbit. So her sister has this raw rabbit that she starts kind of preparing, but then her boyfriend comes in and he's like an hour and a half early 
And she says, I still have to cook the rabbit. And he's like, whatever, get a dress on. We're going out. And so then she leaves the rabbit in the fridge and they fuck off to this party. They come back really late and they fuck. Carol can hear them and she doesn't like that she can hear them having sex. That's very obvious. She's very uncomfortable. The rabbit, she also, the rabbit looks like a like an alien fetus on a plate. Yeah, it's creepy looking. She also doesn't like men to the point that her sister gets mad at her because she threw the boyfriend's razor and toothbrush in the garbage because it was in her cup in the bathroom. And it so disgusted her that anything that belonged to him would be close to her. I mean, he shouldn't assume he could just be doing his grooming in this bathroom, like, right? I mean, by our modern sensibilities, that is disgusting. I mean, I feel like if we were dating and I didn't live with you, I might leave a toothbrush at your house. But she said it was her cup, like her shit. This is true. He put it in her cup. Oh, before we go further, my favorite parts of this movie, and they're, I think they're actually slyly comical to me, um, is when there are scenes, and I think you see a lot in these 60s movies that are trying to be real hip and cool, there, well, well you'll have a young woman walking down the street to like some kind of jazzy music uh, mm. is playing music here by Chico Hamilton. and But usually it's kind of more indicative of some kind of like confidence like yeah go get him girl yeah but we get these scenes of her very like it withdrawn but she looks great she looks like a pretty modern woman but she's also just trying not to have any contact with anyone around her and she can feel all these men looking at her so she's withdrawn but she's just kind of moving and then that same like snappy music is playing 100 the best one i think is towards the end when she's spiraling and she's even more zoned in there is a car accident and a ton of people looking at this car accident and she basically like walks through the scene not noticing she also increasingly has these like teeny weeny twitches that again like never become overbearing it's enough that if you're paying attention you notice it and if if you if you just like happen to see her walk down the street you might just think her nose was itchy right like so she'll constantly like move her bangs but you're right she looks gorgeous all the time but she will occasionally be like but then she won't do it again for like 15 minutes in the movie like it's not something that she's constantly like picking at herself but and she'll like wipe off her shoulder sometimes yeah or she'll like scratch weird but it's just it's very random but it's it's all of a sudden so the sister finally leaves town and she begins to like unravel and She's going to her job for like a minute, mm-hmm. but isn't that, is the job where the rabbit's head was in the purse? Yes. Is that where they find it? She cuts a woman's finger at one point at the work. She's not paying attention. Right, right. And so they're going to send her home and her friend is like helping her change clothes. And it's like, I don't know why you're so sad. Like, is it a boy? Which is farthest from the truth. But I mean, it's all the boys, isn't it? <laughs> she, I know. She goes to give her her purse and she looks in and sees that it's like the heart of the rabbit. I think it's the head. We, we see later that she had cut it out with the man's razor. Right, And right. she's also, the second night, she took it out of the fridge like she was maybe going to cook it, you thought. But she just sat it down and left it out on an end table in the living room. She sort of starts doing this thing where... And time starts to pass, like, days yeah, between she's like, shots and scenes. Not getting out of her pajamas. And then one day she'll be like, okay, I'm going to go to work. And they told her, they were like, you... She missed, like, three days of work. At one point, mm. and then went back, and that's when she cut that woman's finger because she's like giving her a manicure because she's just so zoned out. So she keeps getting these phone calls too. Yeah, call, there are phone calls from Colin pining for her, and also phone calls because 
the the guy that his sister her sister is off in Paris with knows that she's cheating. The wife. Yeah. So she keeps calling the phone over and, and over again. And she's not saying anything for a while. And then she and she's having and she's having these visions of a stalker rapist, and we see her walking by and see a man. We know it's hallucination, but we see a man like just standing along the wall, and the house is just becoming disgusting. Mm -hmm. And then Colin starts banging on the door one night, and he kicks the door open. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's also sordid. What's what's the matter? Being very pushy with her, he's broken into her apartment, right? Yeah. So he goes to shut the door and he she hits him with the candlestick, starts to beat him, and it's self-defense. Right? He broke into he broke her into house. He broke into her house. She's a single woman all alone in her pajamas. The, she didn't want to let him in. He this broke dude in. is obsessed. We don't know what she's go- he's going to do. Like, you can kind of justify Absolutely. that act. Absolutely. And camera angle in that scene is when he's talking to her and the door is open and the neighbor woman is just staring, staring. in the back for a very long time but doesn't say anything doesn't help doesn't do anything so just so nosy. she kills him and she puts like, him in the pulls bathtub a, pulls a shelf off the kitchen and nails the door shut and puts him in the, a full bathtub mm. oh also at one point she ran the bath until it was like overflowing and then she got ready for work and realized oh i should turn that off so she goes and turns it off she didn't clean the thing up yeah. She just left the building. Like, she just, she doesn't, she's disassociated from reality. She was also supposed to pay rent and never did it. And the like money a, is just sitting mm-hmm. on the table or whatever. And so, of course, she never sent it. So, the landlord's showing up. And he's, like, pushes his way in because she boarded up to prevent. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even see the blood. She hadn't cleaned up anything. Well, I think there was a rug that she yeah. pulled, but still. And he comes in and he, even though she's a total mess, you can tell instantly that he's very, like, kind of fawning on her like he's a little annoyed that his property's a wreck but then he sees this little blonde girl and he's trying to kind of soften and her then up she gives him the rent money and so tr- he yeah so he's got what he wants but he wants a little more than that and he kind of tries he's like let me get you some water and then he's like i could be a very good friend to you you know you Look after me, and you can forget about the rent. Come on. Come on. Just, just a little kiss between the friends, huh? Of course, she scrambles off, and she ends up killing him. She. This is when she grabs the razor yeah. that she... Right, she slashes him up. Yeah, she slashes him up with the razor, and I don't even know. I think his body ends up under the overturned couch, because we don't actually see his body again for the rest of the That's movie, true. but he he's in that he's in that apartment. So now this is this is one of the most interesting parts to me. So she's got a dead man in the living room. She's got a dead man in the bathroom. She hasn't been to work. She's wearing her pajamas, and she'll do things like brush her hair for a really long time. Him, she's like hemming something. At one point, she finds this undershirt of her sister's boyfriend, and she smells it, 
and then she throws it because she's I love disgusted. That scene. Yeah. And then later she's ironing it, and I love this so much. She's ironing the the shirt, and then it goes down. It follows the cord to where the cord is not plugged in mm. at all. Like there's just the way that they show her increasing madness is really well done. Because she has a hallucination at one point around the climax of the movie before the sister and the boyfriend come home mm-hmm. where wa- hands are coming out yes. of the wall and she's got to walk through. Is there some weird mixture of, like, there is the repulsion, the disgust, but, like, a casual eroticism somewhere in there at the same time? I don't... Like, she's envisioning this. She's envisioning these hands and she does walk through those hands as she goes it's 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 very strange, but like I did feel like there may be a tinge of that in there. But. I will save my theory until the end because we're almost there. So the sister and her boyfriend come home and they see everything is shit. Well, the boyfriend, we see him look into the bathroom. Well, first she freaks out and he like slaps her a couple times. <laughs> like she is hysterical, but obviously you guys were happy one second ago. Something is wrong. Literally. She's pointing at the bathroom and he's like smacking her. I feel like that is something you see in old movies all the time. Like get a hold of yourself and you're just getting hit. Like, and then he sees it and he's you. like, oh. Yeah. Okay. But we don't see the body itself, which is great. We uh, just yes. see the people reacting to the body. And then all these people come out of the woodwork. Because he ran off and starts knocking on the door because she cut the phone line while yeah. they were gone. Oh, yeah. She pulled so the phone So he's line. going through the apartment being like, contact the police. I got to go get some people. So all the neighbors are coming in. And then her boyfriend comes back. The sister's boyfriend comes back. And they find her. She's under the bed. They see her arm poking out. And she's alive. And so he picks her up in his arms, and this is fucking great. Because he's not looking at her like, oh my God, she murdered people. He's like, look at how delicate she is. Like, he, like he's drawn to her like every other man Everyone. is drawn to her. And he's not picking her up like, we need to do something about this crazy woman. It's like this delicate flower. I need flower. to save her. And, it's, she'll pro- and you get this vibe that she's going to probably... Not be charged with anything. No, they'll probably put her in the hospital. They'll probably give her electroshock therapy. They'll clean up the they'll apartment. They'll be like, this land, this just jealous boyfriend killed this landlord, killed all this people. Who knows? Like, that's not where we see it, but you get this feeling that like excuses will be made. That for the her. world, or that these men in this man's world around her, that she is disgusted by, is also going to, in a weird way, protect her mm-hmm. from her own actions. Though it will want stuff in return, of course, but Absolutely. like, but it's just, I just thought that was so fascinating. 100%. So, so the last shot of this movie, and they call attention to this photograph a couple of times. There's a photograph in the living room that is their family. And she in the photograph looks to be maybe 12. She's blonde. Everyone else in the family has like kind of darker hair like her sister. And they're kind of out in the yard. The final image of this movie zeroes in on this photograph and the way the light is crossing this photograph so you can see her very clearly and she is like staring daggers towards this older man her father. and you can and, and you assume it's her father and you can see him but they somehow do the light so perfectly that like his eyes are in kind of a shadow right but she is staring hard at him so here's what i think i think that Men have always loved her too much. And I think that she was probably abused when she was a child. She might have been doing 
well. I think that's until 100%. Yeah, I think she was maybe doing well in her life. She had this job. Maybe she even had met Colin before. Maybe he'd even, maybe they'd even had a conversation. But then her sister's boyfriend starts leaving things at the apartment. She starts hearing them have sex. And I think it triggered something in her mind to where then when I think that she, I'm not going to try to diagnose her, but you know, there are certain, there are certain things like she could just be damaged or she could actually be schizophrenic. There are certain things where, like, you can get to, like, certain ages. It, like, shows up right. more than others. And when she's you in her young 20s. When you become a young 20s. adult, yep. that's when that would she, manifest. Absolutely. And she's in her young 20s. And so I think that something triggered it. And then, and she just spiraled. And then her being left alone. Mm. And then all of these things just compounding. Like, if Colin had left her alone. She might be fine. If the guy, if the, even if the guy for the rent had come by. And she was, like, depressed and not getting out of bed, whatever. If he hadn't hit on her, he could have just taken the money and left and it would have also been okay. Also self-defense when she killed him, Absolutely yes. also self-defense. Absolutely. I mean, you can, it's kind of easy to make that argument. But, I mean, you're right. I'm just kind of wondering based on, like, who the director is. Well, and what I was going to say Whether is, there was, like, this very thin undercurrent. And that's what I was going to say is, that is the fucked up thing about sex crimes. Whether it's, whether you're with someone who's too young rape, pedophilia, there is also that aspect of it. A lot of times what can happen, she is repulsed by men. The opposite can also happen. Yeah. Where you become, where you seek that sort of attention. And that is sort of the weird, like, that's why, like, you said eroticism and I get it, but also, like, that makes my skin crawl because of that. And I think it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to kind of lay out, I definitely but I thought before I commented I, on that. I definitely understood it in that fashion. Yeah. Um, I, and I think there is, like, maybe there's a little part of I'm her not, that... I'm not saying I chubbed. I did not chub. No, no, no. Except when that sister Yvonne showed up. I mean, up she was cute. But there's also... Apparently, that Roman was a little hard on some of the actors in this movie, especially sure. Yvonne Furneaux, because Yvonne's supposed to be a, kind of a bitch in this movie, but apparently the real Yvonne Furneaux is, like, incredibly nice person. Sure. So Roman, he was, like, a little hard on her trying to get an angle out of her. But, yeah, that's that movie, mm-hmm. Repulsion. Um, Roman, Pol- I, I really think this is up here for a lot of Polanski movies. First time I've seen yeah. this. I've always loved Chinatown since I was young, and that's... To me, probably one of his most perfect movies, and it helps that it's like a noir mm. crime movie as well. I'm a big fan of that. But Repulsion, I think, is really up there. I mean, he is, he's got skill. No one's ever denied that. Yeah. But uh, you're going to give this one through five. I'm going to give one through five combined for best out of 10. Yeah. I would like to go first. Okay. I'm give it a 4.25. What about you? 4.5. So that is an 8.75. 8.5. That is a. Uh, an A plus. Isn't it 8.75? 8.75, yes. And uh, that shares the rankings with movies like Gilda, mm. Hellraiser, <laughs> My Mysterious Skin, The mm. Boy and the Heron, E.T., The Extraterrestrial. <laughs> so, uh, Repulsion by Roman Polanski is at least, if not better, than E.T., The Extraterrestrial. <laughs> That's our discussion of Repulsion. Come back to us Wednesday. As we're talking about the NC-17 Netflix movie, directed by Andrew Dominic, written and directed, adapted from a Joyce Carol Oates novel, a fictional account of Marilyn Monroe's life, 
We're talking about the movie Blonde from 2022. Andrew Dominic uh, directed The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. That movie's better than Blonde. So. Yes. But yes, come join us for that. Uh, I think it is going to be a fun conversation for old blonde. Uh, there is something about that movie that kind of stuck with me. So mm-hmm. come back Wednesday and we will be talking about blonde. Uh, in the meantime, check the show notes for links, other places to find us. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, correction, fun fact, whatever you like to do. And uh, we love you. Uh, we just love you. Watch your back, girl.